What's up, peas? This is uh, Jeff Lawrence, Southern Man, Western Town, episode 28. I'm going to do an interview today with Cody Hughes of the band Fight Like Sin, who you hear in the background. And I'm going to play a couple of their songs too, Don't Fret. Uh, they're call, or Cody's calling me from Indianapolis, Indiana. And he, they've been well known lately for uh, doing, having their song played on AEW Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling on TNT. So you can check that out. And they, they've got, they're a really popular band. If you go on Spotify, you'll see they have over a million, probably if you added all their songs up, probably two million or so streams. I've got 26 albums all myself, and I don't have that many streams on all 26 albums. But I'm an old dude playing instrumental jazz music, so but that's no excuse. They're a damn good band. They're really talented, good vocals, um, great uh, musicianship. I really dig it. And uh, a little bit about the band. So they're they're kind of they, I guess they consider themselves an ag- aggressive hard rock band, kind of bordering on metal, but not quite metal. Definitely not screaming going on. You can hear it. You can hear all the vocals. Um, they're actually from Lafayette, Indiana. It's where the three of the members of the band live. Uh, Cody Hughes is the guitar, one of the guitarists, and uh, mainly the rhythm guitarist and vo- lead vocalist. He's the one calling me from Indianapolis. I think the other guys live in Lafayette, um, Indiana, not Louisiana, Indiana. And they were formed in 2012, so they're going on, you know, what eight years now. Um, so Cody Hughes is the vocalist, like I said, the rhythm guitarist. Drummer is Tim Step, Drew Luigs, I want to say. Basic backing vocals, he joined in two, 2015. And then uh, Kale Strands joined the group in 2019, and he's the lead guitarist. And I like, a lot, I really like the music. I'm sure you guys will too. And uh, shout out to all my listeners, my new listeners. Um, and thanks to the last couple episodes, had some wrestlers on, getting back into the music now. Got some exciting guests coming up in the future. The show's growing. Um, hopefully the coronavirus isn't growing so I can start getting these tour dates by these people out. Uh, check out the Spotify um, playlist for this show, Southern Man Western Town podcast playlist on Spotify. Every every musician that's been on the show has I put their songs on the playlist so you can kind of lump them all into one list or you can uh, definitely check out Fight Like Sin uh, there are three they've got two EPs and one album on there from what I understand I think uh, Cody reaffirms that in the interview um, and they, they definitely have uh, merch and all that he'll tell you in the interview where to get all that stuff what else? Oh, just as always, the intro music is me doing an improv. I do the same thing in, in the outro. I don't even know if outro is a real word. That's what I call it. And I want to thank our main sponsor, Black Doomba Records. I want to thank Anchor sponsoring us too. If you want to support the podcast, please go to anchor.fm slash Jeff dash Lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E. And Jeff is just J-E-F-F. Um, you can support the podcast on there. That's where I actually 
dig the podcast from. Um, but yeah, listenership's been growing. I appreciate it. And before we get to the interview, um, we're going to play the song coming up next, which is uh, Nightmare by the band Fight Like Sam. Thanks again, peeps.
Next up on the podcast is uh, Cody Hughes from uh, Fight Like Sin. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I appreciate you calling me. Are you calling me from uh, Indiana, right? Yep, Indianapolis. Okay. I was going to ask you what part. Um, do you guys play a lot around there, I'm sure, or just uh, just based out of there? Well, I'm actually the only one in the group that lives in Indianapolis. Uh, the rest of them live in uh, Lafayette, Indiana, okay. kind of close to Purdue's campus. Um, but yeah, we, we play a lot more around the Lafayette area than Indianapolis, but we still play around here sometimes. Now, I've been listening to your music all day. I really dig it. It's really unique. I can't really, uh, what, what would you, it's, it's kind of metal and it's not kind of not. What would you say it is? I know, I know bands don't like to put themselves in a box. No. But... Yeah, I'm with you, man. Like, I, I, I didn't really start out uh, planning on it being any certain type of music. I just kind of wanted to do what I wanted to do. Um, and you're right. It's not really, it's not really metal. It's like, it kind of walks the line of like rock and metal. Cause we have like really heavy detuned guitars, but I don't do a whole lot of screaming or anything like that. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a melodic hard rock, I guess is what you'd call it. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I, that's what I like about it. I can really under, you know, you can really uh, focus on the vocals. So I have a lot of doom metal bands call in, and they're mostly uh, they're all mostly all screaming, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, and I was noticing on the one song night is called Nightmare, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. that one's got like a million streams on Spotify. You guys are kicking some ass out there. <laughs> is, yeah. Um, Nightmare was an interesting one because. Um, there's a channel on YouTube called Montage Rock that picked up that song and put it out to their users, and it just kind of took off. Like, um, we don't copyright our music on YouTube, so anyone can use it in any of their videos. Um, so a lot of kids were putting it on their anime videos or their you know WWE highlight videos or their Call of Duty highlight videos. Um, there's a thing called Nightcore where they take the song and speed it up. It's really weird, but it's a thing. <laughs> So, like, people just kind of grabbed onto it, and they make content with it, and um, it's been great for us, though, because, it, you know, it uh, allows us to find new fans, so I'm very thankful for it. But you're definitely getting paid for the, paid on the Spotify, I know they don't pay much, but... It's not much, but yeah, um, you know, the, the more people that follow us on, on Spotify, it's, it's a good thing, because uh, we own our our music rights we're not with a label or anything like that so it's good for us yeah. are, you, are you searching to get on a label or are you just like like being independent sometimes you can make more and, and do better on your own but you know we've we've been approached by um a handful of labels and um it's just never been one of those things that's really interested in me um so far just because it's it's like what do you what do you bring to the table? What are you going to be able to do for us that we can't do for ourselves right now? And, um, you know, they a lot of times want a lot of money up front to promote you, and uh, it's just 
it's just not ideal so far. Like maybe one day we'll get a great offer that we can't pass up. But uh, for right now, I, I think we're doing all right, just kind of on our own. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, if you got that many streams on the one song, and and you got a lot on all the other songs too, that's just a. I think that one had the most. But uh, yeah, you're already doing doing really well. Um, yeah. When I when I first came aware of you, it was from uh, I just happened to be watching AEW wrestling. I have a lot of wrestlers on the show uh, as far as uh, interviews and stuff, and I was watching AEW, and you guys were your one of your songs was on there, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, awesome. yeah, that's kind of where I've heard of you at, and then I was, then I started, you know, so I like that, I like that band, and then I started checking it out on Spotify, and then found you on Facebook there, I was like, I gotta have, I gotta have them on the podcast, but, uh, yeah, for sure, um, the guy who, um, hooked us up with that, his name is, uh, Nathan Mallory, and he did the, um, music videos for our song Demons and Caught in the Fall, which was the song used in that AEW promotion, uh, that, uh, that show. Um, he also does a lot of work with AEW um, for videography. Now, were you were you guys um, wrestling fans too? Oh yeah, all, all of us in the band are are big wrestling fans. I was more of like a well, when wrestling was like at its peak for me was kind of in the nineties. Um, WWF, um, like Razor Ramon was my favorite. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, everyone in the band, I'm pretty sure, has a history with wrestling for sure. I wonder why they didn't use your song Nightmares. I think Cody Rhodes on there is the American Nightmare. I think it's what he calls his song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe sometime in the future they'll do that. I, I just know that Nathan was familiar with our song Caught in the Fall and he thought it fit well during that uh, ladder match segment. So I was I was down with it. You guys would actually fit pretty good on uh, on tour with uh, Jericho's band if it, once anybody can get out and tour again, probably. I mean, they're a little bit, they're a lot, yeah. they're a little bit different vocally, but I think it would still probably fit. For sure, yeah. Like Jericho, Nathan also does all their music videos too, so we'd we'd have a connection there for sure. Yeah, we might have a. I might even have a little connection too because I think they recorded. I'm I'm, I'm originally I'm calling you from Ogden, Utah, or you're you're calling me in Ogden, Utah, up in north part of northern Salt Lake area. But uh, I'm originally from Marietta, Georgia, and I know they I know they uh, recorded one of their videos in the Action Church building in Canton, Georgia, where a good friend of mine's like the pastor of that church. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. it all kind of ties in. Um, and yeah, and then there's a band out here called Royal Bliss. I don't know if you guys have ever heard them. They're probably, they may, like, they may be like the very, you guys is kind of on the same level as you guys, but out here in Utah. And they uh, they were going to open for Fozzie this whole next tour. But as soon as they were about to start, the the virus screwed it all up. Yeah, I know who Royal Bliss is. They're good. Yeah, they're they're good friends of mine. I'm uh, I think Neil the singer is going to be calling into the podcast next week. But uh, yeah, you guys would do good. They own a club called the Royal out here. If you ever get a chance, you should uh, you guys would be good playing out playing at that place. Yeah, we'd love to come out to Salt Lake. I've I've been to Salt Lake a few times. Um, in my in my day job, I I fly a lot. Um, and I was working a contract out in um, Medford, Oregon. And uh, a lot of times my connecting flight was in Salt Lake, and there's been a couple times where I've had, you know, four-hour layovers, and I would just go and uh, kind of see the city a little bit. Pretty, pretty uh, great sight around there. Yeah, you should definitely, once everybody's back on tour, get get in touch with Neil Middleton, the singer of Bliss, and you guys could probably do some shows. Um, like, they ride in the bar, yeah, sure. so...
Um, now, what? How how bad did the virus uh, screw you guys' plans up? Were you already out playing, or were you working on record, or what? Uh, so not not really that big of a problem for us. Um, we are all um, kind of weekend warriors as far as playing shows. None of us are able to do this full time, although we would love to. Uh, we all have full time day jobs and everything. Um, so didn't really hurt us as far as our plans, other than you know. We can't really get together to practice right now. Right. Are you doing any like, um, Facebook Lives and stuff? Uh, we're not doing any Facebook Lives, or we haven't yet. Um, there might be some plans to do that in the future, but um, we've been primarily focused on releasing the um, Cicada EP, which is our um, kind of acoustic-driven reimagination of songs from our back catalog. How, how deep is the back catalog? Do you have any, uh, how many albums do you have? So we just have the one album, uh, Identity, um, and then we have two EPs that were released prior to that. Okay. Yeah, so I think on Identity there were ten songs, uh, Singularity was five, and Surrender Nothing was three songs. Okay, yeah, because I thought I, I did see three on there. I just thought, I didn't know if they were three full albums. I, I didn't get a chance to listen to everything. I, I probably listened to ten, ten of the tunes. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm going to definitely keep listening. And I, I also have a spotify playlist on there that from every every band that's ever been on this show i kind of add them all onto that so um not that you guys nice, appreciate yeah not that you guys need my help i think i think you've got more plays than anybody that's uh actually been on the show yet but like i said a lot of them well they haven't they haven't yeah they, they haven't been on the, they haven't been on the show yet though <laughs> i just right, I gotcha. they're, they're just so busy i i uh they are. They're actually recording an album down in Provo right now, Provo, Utah. So they're kind of they're kind of slammed. But Neil keeps telling me he's gonna do the show. Um, I've got a like a I've got a Creedence Clearwater Revival like tribute band, and I had a show booked at their at their bar, but it the virus canceled me out on that too. So yeah. um, now you're the you're the guitarist and the vocalist, correct? Or you you got two guitars, yeah. right? Yeah, two guitars. Um, I mainly just do um, a lot of the rhythm stuff now and let uh, Kale handle the more complicated stuff. I like it that way. Now go ahead and name off everybody in the band so everybody kind of knows who we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Cody Hughes, obviously. Um, <laughs> guitar and vocals. Uh, Tim Stepp is the drummer. Uh, Drew Lewig's on bass and Kale Strange on guitar. Very cool. And uh but you, um, now do you, you got look like you had a lot of endorsements going on from what I could see from your Facebook. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I I, uh, I look like you had a lot of endorsements. Oh yeah, yeah. I I do like my endorsements. Uh, anytime that I can, uh, you know, connect with a company that I love using, um, I'll I'll do it for sure because I. I, I usually spread the gospel of whatever, you know, gear that I'm using anyway. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a nice trade-off. They will, like, put me on their website or uh, repost some of our stuff, um, and I get to promote them everywhere I go. Well, let's talk a little guitar nerd stuff. What 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 gear are you using? Uh, so for my guitars, um, I use the Mayanus Regis 6. Um, I have two custom baritones. That's uh, because we play in drop A sharp tuning, and um, I don't want to mess with anything that has more than six strings. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. That's very cool. I didn't realize you guys were tuning that low. Yeah, it's a pretty low tuning, and um, I just haven't found a standard scale guitar that can handle uh, that tuning as well as a baritone can. It just it gives me that you know attack and feel that I love, and um, I have the uh, bare knuckle jug- juggernauts in those uh, guitars as well, which is another company that I have endorsement with. Yeah, and I think, um, and then and what uh, what kind of app are you using? So um, I've been with. Uh, KSR for a long time. Um, my buddy Kyle Rhodes builds these amps. Um, I've used these amps um, for a lot of the live stuff, and then um, studio-wise, it'll be a mix of these and um, the Kemper units, which um, I started bringing a Kemper out with me live, uh, to which I just have a profile of my KSR amps. Oh, very cool. They sound really good. Who, um, and speaking of the sound, who's a... Uh... Are you guys doing your own production on your recordings, or whoever's doing that is doing a damn good job? It sounds really, really good. Yeah, um, we do not do our own recording production. That is done at a studio here in Indianapolis called Threshold Productions. Um, uh, his name is, he goes by Bone. His name is Brian Thornburn, but he's a great producer. Um, we've recorded everything we've ever done with him. Well, kudos to him because it sounded great. I really that was the first thing I noticed. Beside first thing I noticed was how well I liked your voice, but second was the uh, the production of the records. It sounded really good. Um, what about uh when you guys do a do tours? Do you guys kind of just play weekends here and there, or are you, are you kind of out on the road some? Or I know you said you had day jobs, but yeah, we pretty much just try to play uh, on the weekends when we can. Um, and uh, since we do have the day jobs, we can't venture very far out. So, um, unfortunately, just kind of the weekend warrior thing. But we're really hoping that at some point, once all this pandemic stuff um, calms down, that we can maybe join a, uh, a band on a tour for like a week or two. Um, that would be something we'd be really interested to do to kind of take the next step up in terms of uh, playing live shows. Do you guys like hop over, hop over to Kentucky and down in Nashville and things like that to play? Or um, we've not gone down to Kentucky yet. Um, we've been to Chicago and we've been up in Michigan. Um, we had plans to go to Ohio, but those got kind of squashed by the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I guess going north would uh, maybe be better. I don't know for your. I don't know. There's good metal scenes pretty much everywhere now. If you uh, in all mm-hmm. the, in all the bigger cities, um, let's let's go um, let's go back in the way back and uh, tell me how you kind of got started in music and what you know all that. Like how I got started in yeah, music. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Um, so when I was 13 years old, I got in a truck accident where I was sitting on the tailgate of my dad's truck. It's uh, just kind of how we got around in a small town. Yep. And uh, he hit a bump and uh, kind of got flung off the truck, and I hit my head and busted it open. And um, that eventually led to a doctor saying, hey, we need to make sure that your you know, hand-eye coordination and your uh, nerves are all good to go. If you happen to have a guitar at home, maybe pick it up and play it every once in a while. And I asked my mom if she did have a guitar or knew anyone, and she said, three of your uncles play guitar. So <laughs> <laughs> That's um, crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I borrowed a guitar from a neighbor who had like this really old 
knockoff jazz bass um, just to kind of get into it. And I just kind of took to it like a fish to water. <laughs> just uh, I could pick it up and, and play it. And um, I remember I was listening to Green Day's Dookie album a lot at the time. And yeah, yeah. I just kind of started hearing it and uh, playing along to it and, and just decided to take it up from there since I couldn't be involved in any like physical contact sports anymore as a kid. So yeah, started playing guitar at 13 years old. That's kind of a kind of a blessing in disguise. I, that's a out of all the stories of people that uh, how they got started. I think that might be my favorite one so far. Not that I not that <laughs> no, I not that, I'm, not that I'm glad you got hurt, but it sure did uh, turn around for the better. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'd be doing. Uh, I don't know if I'd be doing music at all if uh, if that never happened. So now you said I wouldn't. I wouldn't take it back. You said three of your uncles played. Did they kind of show you? some chords and stuff or not really um i i just kind of uh i had to be alone uh by myself for for a while while i was recovering and uh, i literally just kind of turned the radio on and uh tried to pick out little things here and there and i eventually bought like a metallica tab book and started to read tabs and that's kind of how i got my start then did you uh, did you pick up vocals right away? Did you realize that you could sing, or is how did that come about? I'd actually, yeah, I'd actually been in uh, choir since third grade. Oh, okay. I've, I've always been in in the singing realm, I guess, um, necessarily for like hard rock, but that was my preferred genre, I guess, growing up. That probably p- helps you pick up guitar easier because you're already used to like singing notes and key and stuff, so. Could probably mm-hmm. could probably hear the triads and stuff. Um, yeah, very cool. Um, so, what what was some of your early influences? I know you said you listened to the, uh, you know, Metallica and Green Day, but what else? Um, I guess. Uh, well, like when I was much younger, I was kind of into the '80s scene. Like, I really liked the, uh, you know, Doc and Poison, Cinderella, uh, Bon Jovi, kind of the '80s hair metal scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then like, you know, I got into Metallica and then, um, you know, new metal came in. So you had, you know, like corn that introduced these like super low tuned guitars and just kind of sounded different from anything else. Um, so I kind of got into that for a bit and, um, you know, just kind of evolved with, with the music and picked up these new bands that I listen to now and still kind of learning it's uh it's always evolving what about vocally because i i know sometimes vocalists will listen to a lot of other styles than the one they actually do just because there's you know sometimes there's a better better vocalist doing lighter lighter music and stuff yeah vocally um i was always a big fan of uh freddie mercury i mean that's probably the most unoriginal answer you're ever gonna get um but uh he was always a big influence. I was a big Queen fan. Um, James Hetfield, for sure. And um, I was uh, also into the band Chevelle um, yeah. when I was in high school, too. Yeah. Uh, Seven Deaths is another big influence on me, too. Uh, I can't get close to sounding like John, but um, they were definitely an influence. That's very cool. Yeah, they, I'm familiar with them. I was a guitar teacher for a long time, and I remember... Had a couple of students way into them, asking me to show them, show them their songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I've, yeah, I've kept you kept you kind of long, and I appreciate you calling in. But before we wrap up everything, tell us, uh, like, tell everybody where they can find you guys on on all your social media and stuff, band wise. Yeah, um, we have a website, FightLikeFun.com, that can connect you to any of our social media sites, and you can also go on there and uh, sign up for a mailing list and get three free songs uh, for download from us. Um, if you if that's your way of uh, listening to music has three of them on us um we've also got uh, you know we're on facebook instagram twitter um all that stuff and of course you mentioned earlier spotify really helps us out if you go on those platforms and uh follow us and we appreciate it what about merch you guys got any merch on your website oh yeah we got merch on the website very cool. I usually make everybody that calls in send me a t-shirt, so I might hit you up. <laughs> I don't know. I guess... <laughs> what, what do you got on there? Shirts and hats and that kind of stuff? Yeah, we got shirts. Uh, we got um, we got sweatpants. If you're you know feeling like you need to get cozy. <laughs> uh, we got some hoodies, and we've got uh, some face mask coverings uh, for some personal protection in this uh, pandemic. Cool, and I've got a, I've got a lot of listeners. Um, I've got I don't know, it's, it's building up. I've got two to three thousand now, but got a lot of listeners over in Germany and the Philippines and Ireland, and they can, they can still order. You, you ship international too, right? Yeah, it gets a little more expensive, but uh, we do ship international. Okay, uh, making sure those listeners get a get a chance because those uh yeah the Germany the German listeners and the irish listeners usually hop right on to spotify and, and check out all the american bands that i have on so um that'll be very cool and uh i was gonna ask you about the name where what how did that uh where how did that come about so i was watching tv uh in the middle we were tim and i were just getting this band started and we were trying to come up with a unique name and that's kind of the, the hardest part is coming up with something unique that right, right. separates you from everyone else. Um, and uh, I was watching one of those, like, I don't know, like swamp people or something like that. <laughs> yeah. One of those alligator shows. <laughs> yeah. And um, they were, like, they had this alligator on the line, and uh, he was wrestling around with them, and the guy just yelled out, that boy's got a fight like fan. And I was like, that's, <laughs> that's good. good. I like that. Yeah, like, I've never, I've never heard that phrase before, but I like. It. Yeah, I'm from Georgia, and I never heard it either. <laughs> but I like it. And you know, you know, you got the initial thing. You can put FLS on stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works pretty, very good. Well, man, I appreciate you calling in, and uh, like I said, this podcast will probably drop Saturday. But uh, anything else you want to put out there? Or? Well, by Saturday, we'll have a uh, new single out. Um, called uh, No Ghost from the uh, Cicada EP, so go check that out on Spotify. Very, very cool. Yep, and uh, stay safe out there. And I, once you guys get a, a tour schedule, once all this crap's over with, I'd like to have you back on, and uh, I'll constantly be, you know, promoting all your, promoting your music. You got a new fan in me for sure, and I'm sure you got some new fans uh, that listen today. Thanks, man. We'd love to come back on anytime. Yeah, and make sure you hit Neil Middleton up on uh, Facebook and tell him I told you. He's a Royal Bliss singer. You guys can maybe get something going in the future there. Sounds good. I'll, I'll get hold of him. All right, man. Well, thanks a lot, and I will, uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, sir. Thanks. Welcome to the world of Black 
night, you're listening to Far Away by Fight Like Sin from their the album Singularity. Alright, everybody, that was Far Away by Fight Like Sin. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Cody Hughes, guitarist and vocalist for uh, Fight Like Sin. Uh, really, really good band, really talented band with some good production. I really dig it. I hope you guys do too. I'm sure you will. I've had over a, over a million downloads or streams on uh, the song Nightmare, which you heard at the beginning of the show. Um, crazy. They've had, and, and all their songs have a ton, hundreds of thousands of listens, which is good for a band that's, uh, like you said, he still, they still have day jobs, which I was kind of not expecting them to have day jobs, but that's good they do since they're not going to be on tour till the virus is over. And also they had, you know, they had the song play on uh, AEW Wrestling, which, uh, that's huge to have a song play on uh, AEW Wrestling, which is on TNT Network, I believe. Um, which that's, that's awesome for them, those guys. Still playing their music in the background here. Check them out. Uh, Fight Like Sin. I don't have to spell that out for you, but I'm listening on Spotify normally, but you can find them. Uh, just go to their website, find them on social media, find them on Facebook. They got a new video dropping Saturday. This podcast possibly will be out before that video drops, if not directly after. So it doesn't really matter. You'll be able to you'll be able to watch the video either way. You might not be the first person to watch it. <laughs> but I uh, want to thank uh, Cody again for calling in from uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, and I uh, wish those guys the best of luck. I'm gonna try to have them on again once they get a tour scheduled and the virus is over. Um, don't have a whole lot to say about the virus today other than I'm fucking sick of it. Uh, sick of people fighting about wearing masks. Look, just wear the stupid mask. If you don't think it does anything, who cares? Look at it like this. Say your name's James, but you go by Jim. But everybody keeps calling you James. Just call the dude Jim. Do it for him. Wear the mask for the other people. If you don't believe it's doing anything, it makes the other people feel good. I don't know if it does anything or not. It seems like it would. I mean, if you're breathing and spitting, you know, not actually spitting, but some spit, you know, actually probably does come out of your mouth when you talk, whether you can see it or not, and, uh, you know, your breath and stuff. You know, it seems to me that would cause a virus if you're close enough to somebody if you have it. And then, you know, if the other person's wearing a mask and they have it, it makes sense to me. I don't know why it doesn't make sense to the conservatives. (laughs) And then, you know, now their narratives, if you're wearing a mask, it's worse for you. I don't don't think so, man. I mean, I've done enough construction work while I've had to wear a mask, painting houses and going into different kinds of environments. You have to wear a mask, and I never never done anything to me if you're wearing a real thick ass mask that you made yourself it's too damn thick yeah probably restrict your breathing and you know I feel sorry for the people in the bars I have to wear them all night long that would bug the shit out of me I don't know if I could do it 
I don't like wearing it. I wear mine at work when I go into places, but yeah, I take it off as soon as possible. But I feel like I'm suffocating half the time too. Um, but you know, do what you got to do to make other people feel better. You don't have to walk around like an asshole and say I woke up in a free country. Yeah, we all woke up in a free country. But remember, the places uh, you're going into can. Ref- they don't have to let you in if you're not wearing a mask. They want you to wear a mask. You gotta wear one because it's just like the no shoes, no shirt, no service. They got it in a free country. Like you're saying, you have the, the you know the stores and stuff have a, a right to refuse service. But just quit fighting about it. I've been fighting myself about it on online, and I'm sick of fighting about politics. I'm sick of fighting about anything. But I'm not sick of fight like sin. So you guys, uh, thanks again for tuning in to episode 28 of Southern Man Western Town. Back to the music this week after the few wrestling episodes I had. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at JeffSLawrence1. Make sure you uh, like the Southern Man Western Town podcast Facebook page. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's just pictures. Nothing. Uh, I don't do much with this show on Instagram, but it's uh, Jeff Lawrence Music. Go to YouTube, watch some of my guitar lessons, Jeff Lawrence Lessons. Uh, download and stream my music. It always helps on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere else. Uh, J.S. Lawrence or Jeff Lawrence. Um, also, Jeff Lawrence and Warhorse. One album out with that. Um, if you want to support the podcast, go to anchor.fm slash jeff-lawrence. Make sure you spell my name correctly, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E, just like Jennifer Lawrence. Nobody forgets how to spell her name, so don't forget how to spell mine, just like Lawrence Welk. <laughs> A lot of you guys don't even know who Lawrence Welk is. Uh, some of you do. Um, and then uh, make sure, you know, if you want to support the podcast, Venmo, Jeff Dash Lawrence Dash 48. Want to PayPal me? Uh, Lawrence Jeff 1968 at gmail.com. I'm not begging for money here. I'm just, you know, I bring you a lot of content, putting out a lot of shows, and it just helps me uh, support that effort. If you want to advertise on the show, it's very, very, very cheap. Just a uh, direct message me, probably the best thing to do on Twitter or on uh, Facebook on the Southern Man Western Town podcast page. Or, or Jeff S. Lawrence on a S. Lawrence on a Facebook. But uh, yeah, your support's greatly uh, appreciated. You can uh, do a monthly contribution, you know, a dollar, low as a dollar if you want. Um, shout out to Gary Drano. He's uh, been helping me out with that. He's been uh, he's a, a newest uh, monthly subscriber. I appreciate that. And check out his band, Gary Drownell and the Manic Emotions, which I will be playing bass for as soon as this virus is over. Still going to be playing in my CCR tribute band when the virus is over. Um, may do a few J-Law Trio gigs. I don't know about that. Uh, go to my website, uh, thejslawrence.com, for all information on that. Um, still doing my Sunday brunch 
Improv Jam on Facebook Live. Uh, just Jeff S. Lawrence on Facebook Live. All right, this has been Southern Man Western Town, episode 28. You guys take care of each other. Be safe. Don't get the virus. Quit fighting. Love to everybody. Guitarist, vocalist for uh, Balls Capone, Patrick Neville. How are you, Patrick? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you, Jeff? Good. And I just, uh, first of all, thanks for calling in. I know you're, I know you're a busy guy. I know you're uh, actually out there still working, not uh, like me. <laughs> but I pr <laughs> pr appreciate you calling. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yep. And I and I mentioned that you. You know, you sing and play guitar for Balls Capone, of course, but you're, you're, you're in a lot of other projects. Isn't one of them, I think it's the Umbrella Brothers, am I right? Yeah, the Umbrella Brothers has been kind of an on and off thing the last few years. We've gained members and then lost members, and I don't know, the court group kind of fell away um, last winter, and we tried to save it for an art festival gig and we did we did it really well but after that it just kind of didn't hang on and it kind of all just fell apart so right now that's uh sitting at zero <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with them did you have any recordings with those guys no we never got any recordings well we do have we do have youtube videos if you look us up on youtube the umbrella brothers we did a uh, we did a cover of everybody wants to rule the world by Tears for Fears, it got pretty popular and kind of went around the world. But, you know, that's, you know, it's not really professional recording. It's just like a band video, you know. Yeah, I remember that now. I did like that because I've always liked that song anyway, but I liked the version you did of it. Um, yeah. It and you were, you were playing banjo on that, correct? Yeah, I'm the banjo player. I was the banjo player for that band. Okay, and then, uh, yeah, and this year's so far this year has brought us the vi the virus riots but it's also brought us a new uh new uh balls capone album the the cat cheats at cards <laughs> yeah well you know lucky lucky for me that uh we had recorded and mixed 
and had everything done except for the final mastering phase when the pestilence hit. So we were really able to finish it off and have it for release while everybody was locked up at home and uh, give somebody something new to listen to. <laughs> yeah, and I like it a lot. It's uh, it's, it's kind of hard to categorize. I guess it, I don't know, no band, no band really likes to put themselves in a box, but it's basically just kind of, I wouldn't say hard rock, but it's, it's definitely got a harder edge to it on some of it. But what do you, what would you call it? Our genre, we call ourselves post butt folk. <laughs> okay, but it's good. <laughs> it's good rock stuff. I like it. I, it's like tell everybody, everybody in the band. Um, it's okay. So you know, I'm Patrick Devil. I'm the lead guitar player and singer, songwriter. On uh, bass, we've got Max Muscolino. Um, the, you know, the Joe Muscolino band and there's many other projects. Um, and we have, uh, Jimmy Lauscher, Mr. Rockstar on the guitar, works at Guitar Czar, you know, formerly of Marinade and, um, is very well known throughout the Salt Lake scene. And, uh, my buddy Evan Powell on the drums, he was the former drummer for Son of Ian, which was the band we played in before this together. Jimmy's uh Jimmy's not too shabby on his on the guitar itself, huh? <laughs> oh no. But dude, Jimmy rocks. Yeah. I mean, I kinda of lucked out with the people I got for my band. Like <laughs> Yeah, I I've I've kinda of known Jimmy for a couple of years. Um don't really know him well, but we've uh crossed paths a lot. I've been you know, I used to play a lot more out than I do now. We used to tend to play in a lot of the same places, but um he's a he's a schooled guitarist uh are you are you a school guitarist too or are you more of a by by ear kind of guy uh, i'm a by ear guy yeah i mean i know things i mean i'm not not totally you know college educated or anything but yeah i, I know my way around the fretboard but mostly i'm by ear yeah and, I, and the reason why i ask is i think you said that before once when we were talking on facebook but i it, it didn't you don't play like a like most of the most of the guys that learn by ear or play by ear kind of guys are just, you know, a lot of power chords and stuff. But you get you use a lot of really cool chords and all your solos are on point and so uh, you must have a must have a really good ear. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've spent a lot of time paying attention to a lot of different guitarists and and learning different chords and you know, even you know, for a while there, I was trying to learn jazz by ear, which was a mistake. Yeah. yeah that's one genre that's one genre that's kind of hard to do by ear <laughs> the chords are too yeah. the chords are too weird and uh i've noticed, I've noticed on facebook you do um one of your favorites uh is steven stills um what other oh, yeah. what other uh because you do a lot of i know you do a lot of his songs on online which are which are cool what other stuff uh influences you a lot well, Neil Young, of course. I learned to play the guitar by watching a Neil Young concert. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I watched the concert probably 10,000 times in a row and watched his fingers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um... Yeah, I think I I think I used to do Helpless. That was the only one I ever really did. I, I'm not that much of a vocalist, so I, I kind of stared away from those guys. Cause I was, <laughs> yeah, but, uh... So that's my other thing, is I've always had a a real love for vocal harmony. So like bands that had to do that, you know, the Eagles and 
you know, any of those 70s bands that had all those really nice harmonies. You know, those, oh yeah, that's kind of my favorite stuff because, I don't know, it's, sometimes it's not too technical, but I just love the vocals. Right. Now, do you, on the uh, Balls Capone stuff, do, do you write most of that stuff or do you guys kind of write it together? Um, the new album, uh, Max has two songs, Paramecium and Empire. Those are his. Jimmy has three songs, Downtown Digs, um, Stagnation, and Old Crow and White Rice. And the rest so of those five, and then the others are all mine. Okay, and then, uh, yeah, and he does vocals on one or two songs, doesn't he, Jimmy? Yep, for his, yeah, for Stagnation and Old Crow, and Max does his, yeah. That's cool. So did, how many, you guys had to probably cancel a shitload of gigs when the virus hit, or, did you, or, or were you just knee-deep in the album? Well, we were kind of deep in the album there for a while. We did have three or four gigs scheduled to come up to help pay for it. And uh, the, those, you know, got kiboshed. And we were just kind of, uh, you know, just going, well, what are we going to do? You know, and luckily we had a, a good save in the band fund to be able to push the album through and get that done. Yeah, I know how that is. And are you guys now that things are kind of starting to open up a little bit? Have you guys got anything on the books now, or not yet? We're still kind of um, we're shaking the rust off. In fact, you know, I'm going to practice tonight. To you know, we're trying to get the uh, songs back up to performance level, so we don't sound like my first cool band. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think they, I think you can only have fifty people in the clubs now or something like that so right all the places we were playing i know they're open but they're only open to like 10 o'clock or something like that and they only let in a few people at a time and everybody's in masks i don't know if you've ever tried to play a show in a mask but that's awful (laughs) yeah i was telling some of the guys they should book me i never draw more than 50 people anyway (laughs) <laughs> that's my yeah. top, that's no, my man, top crowd. Either, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'd be like hell if 50 people showed up I'd be like alright this is great <laughs> yeah 50 people and then you can't get on the dance floor and uh, and that kind of thing um, I think maybe yeah, this is kind of pointless right now while this whole thing is going on because not real joyous yeah because <laughs> yeah, you guys can you guys definitely have some danceable danceable stuff um, if you're not enjoying it, what's the point? So, um, are you from Are you from Salt Lake or the Salt Lake area? Well, I was born in Centerville and and moved to Salt Lake and then back to Centerville and back to Salt Lake and now I'm back in Centerville again. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been in the scene. You probably you've seen the scene come and go then. Yep, but yep, I've been here my whole life. It's just kind of born and raised in Utah. I've, Went to Alaska for a while, tried it up there, and moved to California once, and yeah, neither of them worked out very well for me. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I've I've kind of been moved. I've moved here back in two thousand and one, and then I left, went back to Georgia where I'm from for a few years, and came back. But the, the, the weirdest thing about this scene that has always been two things to me, and uh, that that everybody's in like four bands. <laughs> That's what I had to get used to that. <laughs> it's not that way in Georgia. You're it's like you're in a gang in Georgia. You're in one band and that's it. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, if you go play with someone else, you're cheating. <laughs> you're cheating on your band. 
It's kind of how it is there. It's weird. I had to, I had to get used to that. And the other thing is like the bars here, the way they book music, it seems like some bars you don't really know what's going to be there. Like there'll be a country band there one night and then like a punk band there the next night. And then you don't really Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's different in the, in the South too. That's like it. You just have one genre of music at one bar. That way, you, it kind of works out better that way. I think to me, because you always, because you always really know where to go to for what you want. You know, um, right? You know that. You know that. That you know. Well, the bands like mine that kind of you know skit through a bunch of genres. Like it's you know we tend to confuse people on that angle. It's like you guys said you're a rock band. Now you're playing bluegrass. Like what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, that is true with you guys because you guys do do a lot of different stuff. Um, but I, I I could see you fitting in with a, a lot of different things. But you know, bands like the you know places like the Westerner, you kind of you know what you're gonna get when you go there. You know, <laughs> you gotta, right? Yeah, they're not gonna be hard rock there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when did you first start playing? How old were you? I was eight years old. And when, I'm thirty nine now, so. So it was like a long time. Yeah, so I mean, so was it Neil Young right off the bat then? Yeah, that's crazy. I don't, I don't think I even. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm way older than you. I'm 52, but I don't even think I knew who he was when I was eight years old. It was still, um, a lot of Kiss and Ted Nugent and stuff back in those days, where I. <laughs> yeah, my parents were. My parents were all the people that were listening to it. Though you know, they always had Buffalo Springfield records on and Neil Young and Crosby, Stills and Nash and. You know, that whole, that whole giant plug of 70s or hippie-ish kind of, or late 60s stuff. Yeah, so I grew up listening to all that, and I just really loved it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you do it good. Um, and you and also, you play a lot of instruments. I mean, you're, you're kind of like me. You can probably play anything with strings on it. That I, I'm, I can do that, but I don't I do not do good with bowed instruments, but pretty much anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. but you, you play mandolin and some other stuff too, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I got a bazooki and banjo, and, you know, like, I can hack it on, I hack it on most things, I mean, I'm not, like, a professional, but, like, you know, I can definitely make it sound good, I got that bazooki, and the next day, I went and recorded the opening track for my album, you know, I was like, hey, this thing isn't that hard to play, all right. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I remember that, because I was, I've, I've kind of been keep uh, following you guys as, you, as you've been tracking it, because you were, you were putting out some, like, little uh, pieces of stuff you were recording and stuff um yeah i'm a crackhead for studio videos <laughs> <laughs> where do you uh where did you guys record at uh with counterpoint recordings uh down there in salt lake with uh david evanoff oh, okay yeah i recorded two albums down there but i always use terrence uh you guys know terrence he goes by terrence dh i think <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. i've never used him for recording but, uh, yeah, I know he is. He's a good guy. Yeah. Like, I just, I met Dave when we were tracking with Son of Ian down there a long time ago, and he just, guy, he just knew what he was doing, you know, and, and he could help, help when I was really blowing it, and he's the kind of guy that doesn't just, like, let you do a bad take and then blow you off. So, yeah. you know, he'll just be able to actually go, yeah, you should probably, you know, try that again and sing on key <laughs> this time, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they don't mind if you have a beer or two down there usually. <laughs> That's a good oh, one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I generally have, you know, uh, when I did vocals for my last album, I had a 
the bottle of Jack Daniels. I was just drinking whiskey the whole time. Worked out great. <laughs> <laughs> do you have um? Do you have a, like a go-to whiskey you like? I'm like a Crown Royal guy. I don't really, I don't really go outside of that much. But if I could find it, the Colonel E. H. Taylor. Oh, really? Do they, they ever have it out here? Or? Yeah, they have it here sometimes. It's kind of hard to find, but man, it is so good. It's, I don't know. It's hard not to drink all of it real fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just, I like to. I'm, I'm, I'm a like a Crown on the Rocks guy. But there um, you go. But uh, let, let's talk a little guitar nerd stuff. Um, you, you, you mainly, I uh, think I've noticed you mainly play Gretsch, right? Yeah, I have. That's um, my main collection, yep. Yeah, you've got a pretty nice collection. So, uh, But um, what about amps and stuff? Do you have a, an amp you kind of use always on when you're playing out? or? Yeah, I have Magnetones. So I have a Magnetone Stereo Twilighter. Yeah, uh, Magnetone, um, what's that thing called? The uh, Super 15. That's probably a kick-ass sound. It's hard to come by those amps sometimes, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're being remade now. Um, the, the, the old ones are harder to find. I also have a 58 uh, Magnetone, which is very nice and cool, but I don't like to drag it to gigs because it's old and vintage and... You know, you don't want to beat it up. But the, but the new ones that are being made... Um, yeah, man, they rock. Like, they're some of the best amps I've ever played. Yeah, I've heard that. I, uh, yeah, I, was, I need to check that out, too. I've been playing through the same Fender DeVille for, since 1990, I think. <laughs> same one. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Until I found the magnet, I was playing through a, uh, a Fender Deluxe, uh, for all, pretty much the whole time I've been playing guitar. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I played through, Hot Rod Deluxe DeVille, 212. And I uh, yeah, I bought that thing back in 1990, and everybody used to laugh at me. They were like, we're, you know, they were all playing Marshall Stacks, and <laughs> I, that's all I ever played was that Fender. Now everyone has <laughs> I would play a Telecaster through that, and everybody would uh, make fun of me. You know, I'd have a Marshall Stack and, and an Iowa Dead yeah. or something. Now everybody has a yeah, Telecaster. Yeah, to me too. <laughs> yeah, now everybody has one. If you go to any place, yeah. you have a Telecaster. Everybody's got them because, one, they're light. Two, they sound great. Three, they're loud as hell. Yeah, mine's not that light. I don't know what. Mine might have got the... Mine might be so old. Mine's heavy. <laughs> But uh, well, compared to a stack. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything, yeah. And I never understood that anyway. I never really realized why people would bring a full, sometimes two Marshall stacks into a bar. Because <laughs> I've never turned my Fender past. I don't think I've ever per- turned it past three and a half in any gig. Yeah. Once it's mic'd up. Me either. Yeah. It's no. I don't. I don't get the. I guess the Marshall stacks look cool, but. Um, I played. I played the Ogden Amphitheater, and I thought you used that Fender. It's a 110, and I had a Vox AC30 as well backing me up. But other than that, that's, I mean, I needed no other power. I got told to turn down at an amphitheater. <laughs> yeah, I don't think a lot of people understand too. A lot of the, I went, for a while, I for a while I uh, got to roadie for ACDC for like ten shows way back in the, I think it was like Flick of the Switch tour, and that half of the half of the Marshall amps we were taking on stage were didn't have speakers in them. They, they, right. Yeah, they were just dummy cabinets for for looks. I don't think people realize that. People think they're actually playing through, through those things. <laughs> yeah, they, they were basically playing through two full stacks and then like five dummy cabinets beside it. <laughs> right. It just looks really cool, but yeah, you only have like two heads that are actually power. I guess. Yeah, and I remember my uh, 
my guitar teacher in Georgia was Jimmy Herring. He's the guitarist for Widespread Panic now. And he uh Oh wow. Yeah, he used to be uh he used to be a big time uh Steve Morris freak when they were the Dixie Dregs. You're probably familiar with those guys. But uh mm-hmm. and we uh he took me to their show once and uh it was the best sounding guitar we had ever heard, either one of us. And we did he he wasn't famous then, he was just some guitarist in Atlanta. And uh, I was just like an yeah. I was like an eighteen year old kid and he uh we went backstage and, and Steve Boris was playing through two PV backstage thirties. <laughs> that's the whole the whole sound he had. So it's usually usually doesn't matter. I mean it's usually all most of it's in the fingers anyway, I find. Right, yeah. I mean you can go through amps and fancy guitars. But if you don't have the right touch and, and play and know how to play it right you're, it's always going to sound terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's what I used to tell when I used to teach guitar. I tell my students, I said, if, if Carlos Santana plays through the shittiest amp and he finds it a pawn shop, he's still going to sound like Carlos Santana. <laughs> so, right. Still it's all about your own style and finding how to play your way. Yeah. Um. So, are you guys doing any like uh, Facebook Live stuff as a band? I know, I know, you put a few things on there, but. Um, like I said, we're just kind of, um, like just now getting back together and getting the wheels turning again. We might do that. Um, I, I don't know how good it will sound because I don't have a real, like, fancy recording, like, video rig. And usually it just gets too loud and just sounds like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that, what else? Maybe. Yeah, that'd be, probably be good. I don't know, because who who knows when things are going to open. I'm like probably looking towards 2021 i guess for most things to uh, get halfway back yeah. to normal. i don't know i don't know if everything would well, i hope like. not <laughs> <laughs> yeah me either but it's, it's starting to look like it i uh i guess it depends on what state you live in we're not we haven't been hit as hard as, as some others but um, right what all uh so what are you involved in any other projects even like i saw you play lead guitar for another project or something online once yeah, I was playing uh, with my old friend Sabrina Blackburn there for a while. We had a little group going. Um, we did a gig um, just as the Sabrina Blackburn band. And she plays acoustic guitar and sings real nice and writes little songs. You know, and and we, you know, we had a little group. My drummer Evan joined us. And you know, but then we lost our bass player and we were auditioning and then the pestilence. And it's just kind of gone out the window with everything else. Yeah, but I, I when you when you when I put po- when you posted some of that or either she did, I, I was seeing it and I was I was like, damn, Patrick can play some pretty damn good lead guitar. But I, I I just assumed I just assumed before that it was all Jimmy doing. You know, I know I know Jimmy can play. I was like, damn, Patrick could hold his own on on the lead guitar. <laughs> yeah, on that record, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess you just think that when Jimmy's in in the band that he's gonna do it all. If you don't if you don't listen, you think kind of think that. Um, but uh, so just right now, just the just ball balls Capone's the only thing you still still got. Yeah, wrong. for yeah, for the time being, I'm just focusing on that, getting that back up to speed, so we sound good again. And then, you know, maybe we'll do a backyard concert, which seems to be a real popular thing these days. You know, um, last time I tried it at my house at Sarah, the cops came. But. 
Yeah, I think you got till 10 or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, they came at 9. <laughs> I've seen some I've seen some of the bands are getting back out there at the Royal. I uh I haven't played there before. I know Neil and Taylor pretty well and I I actually had a I've got a CCR tribute band. I had a show booked there right before the virus and I got kind of screwed up. But have you guys ever played over there or um yeah, we used to play at the Royal. Uh some some uh drama happened between some members of the band and the owner of the club. And we don't play there no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard some. Uh, I've heard some other stories there too. But uh, yeah, I had a feel. That, actually, I think they the first time they ever booked me there was they booked me to open for Jaegertown, and I used to be their guitarist. And they like owe me like <laughs> they owe me like two grand, and I figured there was going to be some drama, so I just kind of backed out of the whole that whole situation anyway. Right. Um. So what do you? Uh, what do you think about um? What do you think about all the uh, the riots and stuff? That that'll probably die down. You think? Yeah, I mean now that now that it's peaceful, I mean I, I knew there was going to be trouble first, and you know sometimes you got to break a few eggs, you know, like to show people you're serious and you're not just a bunch of hippies sitting in a park. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, they too. And like yeah, you know, and they did. They got the point across that some people are going to go to jail for it, and there's going. kind of you know just from being on facebook i think me and you kind of share the same politics i don't i don't like to get too deep into politics on this show but uh what do you uh what do you think on the on the next election who you got <laughs> oh, oh god i mean i'd go for a toaster over trump <laughs> yeah I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you but i'm not sure uh i'm not sure if it's gonna happen you know well, I'm gonna do. It. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm not exactly a Joe Biden cheerleader by any means, but you know, it, it's a, a world and a half better than what we've got going on right now. Do you guys ever talk politics or anything at your shows? I always want, always ask people that, or well, I'm always mean to um, about. Well, I've got. I've got some political songs like uh, you know, bombs and guns is one of them. Um, and I actually, last time I was playing that at a bar, I had six people walk up to the stage and take a knee. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. And then I have, uh, gotten Nixon, which, uh, either people love or seriously hate. And, you know, it's a pretty polarizing song. <laughs> now, when you play those, though, do you, like, do you kind of go off on a rant about it beforehand, or do you just kind of just play the song and let it... I, you know, I'm not much of a stage talker. Like, I, I let Jimmy and Max do that kind of, you know, I, 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 if I do, it's just, you know, the basics. You know, I'm not, I'm not a real, like, here's a long-winded story before the thing, you know, I'm, you know, I should do that. And it's something I probably need to get better at. But I'm more of like a, let's get down to business and play the music, you know. Yeah, that's kind of how I am, too. But I... Reason why I think about that sometimes I did play a show with Joy and Eric, you know, one time. Um, you got you know them guys. I think Eric owns guitars are. But uh and they went off on some serious political rants and like I just watched 
half the crowd leave and it was pretty packed it was like an outdoor park city show and like right before i got on the crowd was gone already <laughs> like thanks guys right appreciate it because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i do because i was doing because i think on my own stuff i just do smooth jazz and i don't you know i don't even have any lyrics so <laughs> i wasn't planning on running half of them off but uh i don't get to uh, get to play a whole lot of smooth jazz in utah it was it was an easy gig in georgia here i can't really don't ever get any gigs doing it really yeah i mean there's nowhere to do it at i mean in, in utah that i that i know of and sometimes the jazz clubs you got to be in the little circle with the the other jazz guys and if you play smooth jazz they don't really want you in their circle because they don't really think you're really playing jazz if you're not doing standards and then it's just a whole other level of bullshit you have to deal with. Right. It's, uh, yeah, it's, you know, the whole, and that's Utah, the whole clicky, like, circle thing. It's, you know, this, that's, that's a pain. Yeah, because I do like Larry Carlton, you know, Lee Rettenauer type jazz. I don't do the old, old Glenn Miller stuff too much. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> but, uh, hell, I've kept you on the phone long enough. Um, I appreciate you calling in. But before we go, tell everybody... You know, you got everybody where you they can find your music. I got, I mean, it's on Spotify and stuff, but um, uh, you can get our album from ballscapone.bandcamp.com, or we're on, you know, Reverb Nation, and Spotify, and you know, all we're on every single streaming platform: Amazon, uh, YouTube. Look up, just look up Balls Capone. We're the only one there is. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to ask you about the name. Where did that, that's that's probably my favorite band name in Utah. So where where did you come up with that? Yeah, uh, it's an old nickname. Me and my friends used to use like uh, in the late nineties, and we actually had a little band back then. Me, and my friend Gene, my friend Kenny, we had a little band called Balls Capone. And we were a industrial band. Yeah, and it was bad. <laughs> yeah, I like I, I like the name a lot though. Do you guys have your own YouTube channel, or do they just need to go to your channel? Yeah, it's called uh, YouTube uh, YouTube slash Balls Capone. Yeah, it's um, saying it, I mean, there's some of my personal stuff on there too because it is my channel, but you know, I use it as the band channel as well. And there, and you had one album out before this one. It's or it was an EP. I think it was a full album, wasn't it? No, it's a full album, Equal Opportunity Apocalypse. Yeah, and that's on, I know that's on Spotify, I've been listening to that already, so. Um, yep. What about your old band, Sons of Ian, you said? Do you have anything recorded with that? Oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah, you can get all that on Spotify. You can get all that on sonofian.com. Yeah, and uh, what about merch for Balls Capone? Is there any merch? Um, not yet. Just uh, waiting to I'm get... I'm working on it. Yeah, I guess that's better for shows anyway, once you can get back out there. Right, I want to get some, like, T-shirts and some... You know, what I really want is to have um, cool button-up-the-front, like, bowling shirts, and every one of them is different. Yeah, that'd be real cool. I always like those, that kind of look. All right, man, well, I, uh, I've kept you long enough, but I, I thank you a lot uh -huh. for calling in. You were actually supposed to be my first guest, and I... Uh, so uh, the virus hit like the next day. So now, now you're like this. Now they're like 29 shows into it, and finally got you on. <laughs> <laughs> it's harder to oh, get. Right, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. Have a good uh, practice and, and stay safe out there. Hey, you too. All right, man. I'll talk Take to care. you soon.